Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. It's time to get mean and nasty with the Unkind Rewind movie thoughts and thought shots. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Listen to them, the creatures of the night. <laughs> the creatures of the night. So, tonight, we have Dan the Man. Hey. Back by popular demand, and that is the two listeners that we had didn't say not to put him on again, so we put him on again. <laughs> I really want to say what movie we saw now that it'll rhyme, but we'll wait. We'll introduce the rest of it. We also have Kalina back again. Hi, it me. And Russell's over here. Sure am. And what lie are we telling about Blake? Oh, um, he's actually on a uh, uh, sodomy cruise. It's it's aimed at gay couples. Uh, he actually went as a single to see if he could find anybody else who had gone alone. I thought that was called um, a pirate ship. We're going to get into the pirate booty. <laughs> well, Blake, we miss you and come back to us. Blake, please. Plus... <laughs> Blake, we literally haven't done anything in the time you were gone. Nope, nothing. Also, you won't hear this till you're back. And then he'll be like, why'd you go see Pan without me? I don't know. I could stay up for the next, like, 14 <laughs> hours and get it cut and then just be like, yeah, we've been working. We've been working hard, man. So, All right, but anyways, we did go on an adventure tonight. Lovely time of going to the theater yet again. But this time it was a little bit different because we made the mistake of deciding to go see a PG movie. On opening night, too. So there were tons and tons of kids. But let's talk about our our adventure as as being, what is it? It would be people that subject, no, it would be... Uh, Pedophiles, Matt, is no, the word that you're looking no, for. No, 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 A different law that we're breaking. So, sneaking shit out. That would be... Uh, Smugglers? Smugglers, yes. Our adventures as smugglers. Uh, a group of tiny Han Solos? Yes, a group of tiny Han Solos, which there was enough of in this movie. Kalina's one job as a female, as a part of the group, is oh, to bring Jesus. an extremely large bag so I can sneak in candy. That's the only reason why I take females to movies. Ladies. No, literally, that's it. <laughs> He's not, jo- this isn't a joke. I just look at a girl and go, how big's your bag, baby? It's a really uncomfortable question. You right, want right. to go to the movies? Bring a purse. No, seriously, I need one big enough to fit at least three candy bars. Right. Afterwards, I will drop you off at home and just go, bye. Bye. <laughs> See ya. Hope you enjoyed it. Pay no attention to any clues or hints of any kind. So we went to the Dollar Tree, and Russell came up with a very awesome idea. Of, oh, they've got to sell bags at the Dollar Tree. And I'm like, no, <laughs> they can't sell bags at the Dollar Tree. And I Right, not, because it's literally know. impossible for anyone to sell bags. <laughs> at all. Well, I figured, uh, well at least for, for a dollar. dollar. Yeah, for a dollar. But actually, you, you got a bag that fit and We survived. found a bag that, that looks a bit like a purse. And we loaded Enough it. that nobody asked that any I questions. That I felt comfortable enough carrying that was not like fucking leopard print. First one, he <laughs> was like, what about this one? one? The first one he showed me I was tried like to pink pick the leopard one. print. Okay, so I'm going to be honest. I looked at him for longer than anybody else. And I tried to pick the one that most clashed with your pants. Because I wanted to see whether you Everything carry it Everything clashes in with my with pants. Fucking... Just no shame. You know I would. (laughs) Just like I decided on this. (laughs) This is my outfit today. (laughs) And then I also went. What are some things you could find in a purse so that we can load them on top (laughs) and no one will notice the candy? I was literally like, I'm paying for the ticket. It's a Thursday night. Nobody's get. And he was like, No, we have to buy this shit, man. Right. In fairness, this will come in handy in the future because you can just leave that stuff in the bag and use it on top of stuff. And you can keep adding some small stuff and in And one there. of these days I'll be on a date or something, and because I'm keeping that bag in my truck. <laughs> that Let's not talk about how the fantastical aspect of this story is. One of these days you'll go on a date. 
So what I ended up buying as things that would be found in a purse were moist towelettes, <laughs> an empty coin p- pouch, and a breast cancer awareness towel. I feel like this should be Family Feud where we're just like, survey says, ding! And I would survey not be says, on y'all's team whatsoever. None of those motherfucking things. Steve Harvey would give us the worst looks. That's our this week's question. For the for those of you listening at home, right? Send us send us a Facebook post of what you think women have in their purses. Because let's be honest, none of you listening to this are women. There are women listening. They'd be really accurate. Well, let's see. Actually, <laughs> in fairness, none of you listening are humans. To our uh, robot, you know, uh, army and uh, descendants, uh, thank you for your loyal. And thank you for you right know, swiping Matt attention. on Tinder. <laughs> and thank you for right swiping Matt on Tinder. All the goddamn robots. All the robots. All the robots. Kalinas, what? You, you don't have to answer this, but I but I have to ask. What's the weirdest thing that you have in your purse? I think it's pronounced dildo. No. <laughs> Define weird. My purse is literally just full of like game systems and yeah. snacks. And <laughs> it's true though. A geek survival kit for three to five days. Literally, I'll She's have literally like my got, DS in there, yeah. my Vita DS, in there, snacks. PlayStation Vita, Chromebook, some snacks. Mountain Dew. I'm fucking prepared. Just if she needs to sit down for a solid eight-hour gaming session, she is prepared as long as she's got that bag. All right. So, anyways, um, we made it to the theater and. I was really hoping that this would be an awesome story that ended with, and then the bag busted open. <laughs> and the bag and the can failed. Went, the candy went everywhere. <laughs> but sadly, the bag worked, and we I got to eat delicious candy out of it, so I guess it's a win-win for me. But nobody told me to throw away my drink. I walked in with a drink from the restaurant. Yeah. And <laughs> I was drinking in front nobody of the person that hit cash register. They didn't care at all. <laughs> I would have laughed so hard if you got up and been like, could you refill this? <laughs> I really thought about it. They probably would have, though. They looked miserable. Yeah, well, they were high school kids, and none of them give a shit. But anyways, what we really are is pirates, and we saw a whole movie about No, pirates. we're pirate nuns. Oh, my God. You know what would be a perfect name for pirate nuns? What? Puns. Boom. Ooh. It's a wordplay on the concept of wordplay and pirate nuns. Now what? <laughs> That's like punception. So anyway, we're a rowdy bunch of puns. So we went to go see Pan. Pan was what we went to go see. Pan, yes. Pan, yes. And it rhymes with Dan, and so Matt was saying a lot of an-sounding words, and that's when I wanted to say we went to see Pan. But we waited until now to reveal to you what movie we saw. We went to see Pan with Dan the Man. No guy that was named Stan. And I really dislike women named Fran. They don't have to be hard rhymes, Matt. You could do uh, land. Uh, Canned. Yeah, canned. I'll think this through. I'm just saying it was a little bit bland. (laughs) 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 Nailed it. We went to go see Pan, and the decision was either we had the very, very front row or the very, very back row. And fortunately, I think for the children, we sat in the very, very back. They trapped me next to a homeless child. I was sitting next to Dan, and... Dan was really perplexed by the existence of children. Like, no, I'm okay with children. I'm not okay with when like parents leave their children unattended for long periods of time. <laughs> that makes no sense to me. Every time somebody talks about, you know, unclaimed items or, you know, obviously in this case children, which are not items, I'm aware of that. 
Um, <laughs> unless you're a pirate nun, and then I, I you mean, can yeah, sell them for unless gold. Unless <laughs> you're one of the nuns in this movie, in which case selling children, perfectly okay. Uh, but no, anytime somebody talks about unclaimed items, I keep thinking back to this Kanye tweet from many years ago of an airplane seat with a water bottle in it. And he says, I just woke up on this flight. And I hate this because it's like, man, now I got to be responsible for this water bottle. What? (laughs) What? I don't know. It just pops up in my head every time. Man, now I got to be responsible for this water bottle. I did. Like the parent basically said, hey, watch my child, even though she didn't because she got up. In the middle of the movie, and then left for okay, the rest of the movie. Say, "Watch my child." No, but she got up and left her ch- like little little child sitting in the seat next to me, and left for like the whole movie. I thought this kid was abandoned. And here's the thing that I love: I'm pretty sure Dan scared the ever-loving shit out of this child because he kept m- moving towards me, and he's just like, "I'm pretty sure this woman abandoned this child." <laughs> I I'm did. Pre- I, I'm pretty sure she's never she's never coming back. I'm pretty sure I could just grab this kid and run out of the theater right now. <laughs> no, he I was did just say like, that one. He was just like, "What happens if she doesn't come out?" And I was like, "I, I mean, you can take care of a dog, right? Like, I guess you're getting a new child." So no, you just you just leave them there. The the mother won't come back to it if it if she can smell you on it. Yeah. I was actually mildly worried though. <laughs> I was very nonchalant about the kids, and you um you asked me you were like you were like man how come how come you don't have a problem with like taking a kid home but you have a problem with taking a dog home? And I probably shouldn't have said it, but I was like because people get upset when you slap dogs around. <laughs> <laughs> to remember that. And remember, we're in a theater. <laughs> we're in a, a theater ton of kids. full of children. Okay. This is a that children's movie. That was when movie. the child got up and left to go find her mom. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, whoa. <laughs> Too much. But anyways. So we went to go see Pan, right? We went to go see Pan. I think it's half and half in this room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think half of us liked it and the other half hated it. Let's start off with you and then we'll go to Dan and then Kalina and then me because I'm the most important decider of things. Oh, are you? <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm just the editor, so. Right, so we could go in whatever order we want. You'll just put yourself last. <laughs> right. It just makes it simpler for me at the end of the day. <laughs> so anyways, like, uh, what do you think, Russell? Okay, overall, um, don't see this movie unless you have a child. <laughs> like, not one that you picked up in the theater. <laughs> not a dance scenario, an actual, you know, we birthed or adopted a child right. through legal means. If you have... If you have taken responsibility for the entire life of the child and they wish to see the movie, I mean, even illegally, like kidnapped in, kids need some fun time, too. Not like in a George R. Binks Jedi kind of way where I saved his life. He's obviously mine. <laughs> no, I pulled him out of the way of the speeding car. He's my kid now. <laughs> I'm responsible. I don't care Wait, that you gave birth to him. What if that actually three hours ago? <laughs> three hours ago. <laughs> Well, I feel like at that point you would have some legal claim over the child because <laughs> if they gave birth to it three hours ago and, and left it in front of a car, <laughs> something's wrong here. Uh, but yeah, no, take a kid to see it, but don't expect much. <laughs> All right, Dan the Man. I was just disappointed. Like, I knew it wasn't going to be the best movie ever, but I expected it to, you know, be a good movie have all the elements that I look for in, in a Peter Pan movie and it didn't have any of it. It was just kind of like, 
we threw together this movie. We put a lot into the like background animation because that was really pretty. Yeah. But we left a lot to be desired from the script, and there was tons of potty humor. Like I thought it was gonna be a kids movie, but like with substance. But yeah. it was just a kids movie. Yeah. Like, and I think that comes from the shadow of Hook, because the, I know I've talked to people that don't enjoy Hook, but the fact is, is that I feel like. All of us were pretty much thinking, man, wouldn't it be cool if this felt like Hook? Yeah. So. That would have been cool. I mean, even the cartoon Peter Pan had a lot to offer. And definitely more than this movie did. Even as, like, a humongous Peter Pan fan, I didn't hate it. There were parts of it that I definitely did not enjoy or thought could have been done better. Like, the plot was a lot to be desired. It felt kind of rushed. But when I'm thinking about it, if I had watched this movie as a kid, I would fucking love it. Yeah. Like, especially visual, like, when you're a kid, you're not sitting here going, wow, this plot feels really rushed, or the characters could use a little help, or wow, Hook talks like he's got food in his mouth the entire movie. You're looking at the visuals, and visually, it is fucking gorgeous, minus the birds. That's what I was saying, though. Like, it's a yeah. kid's movie through and through. There's no extra. But, I mean, I still enjoyed it, even though I'm not a kid. My sentiments are kind of your sentiments. Where it's one of those things of, like, I was sitting there, and I was just going, man, if I was a kid, this would be awesome. They did sit down and go, you know, how cool can Neverland be? Mm-hmm. Still, you know, when we saw the trailers, there were things that we were excited about, like the the ship flying through with the bubbles. The visual elements of Neverland were. Yeah. All, I love the mermaids. Oh yeah, the mermaids were awesome. Mermaids looking. were fantastic. The pixies were really small, like way smaller than I was expecting. There was kind of a, a adult storyline in this that's really like subtext in the movie that I I mean I could have read it completely wrong, but like. I saw it from the trailer, and watching the movie, I still agree that Blackbeard wanted to die the entire time. Oh, and yeah. especially after seeing the flashback, when he is the reason, you know, Pan's mother dies. Oh, yeah. Spoiler alert. He, like, he seems more upset by it than anybody. Oh, and yeah. And when he finally... When he finally dies, he does not look upset whatsoever. And I'm convinced that the entire movie is just him pretty much egging Pan on. He's yeah. just egging him on the entire movie. Well, that's why he let him live when he found out he was the one that could kill him. Because he had no problem killing children before Matt, that. Matt and I noticed a humongous plot hole. They never fucking explained the aging thing. Blackbeard age. They never explained that. He oh. was using the pixie dust to get younger. I have an explanation. It's not the typical Neverland where they don't age. It's just a different place. The reason why they don't age now that the the fairies are free is because the pixie dust or the pixies are free. That's what we were the thinking. pixie dust was keeping them young. They never said it. It was never clarified. Well, it right. kind of was when he snorted it like cocaine. No, he wasn't even snorting that shit like cocaine. He was huffing that shit like aerosol paint out of a sock behind the Kmart. <laughs> Fucking. That's very. <laughs> he was like. <sighs> like they never addressed it. That would be a question that they would use in a sequel. In a sequel, I don't um, think they're gonna. Make that a that didn't really have to make sense in this film. They never really, it never was a thing either. So here's my thing. Okay. One of the main points of this movie is limited resources, is the pixie dust and and all that kind of stuff. So what really popped into my head as it would be an awesome follow up as a sequel is the problem of a tiny world with limited resources where nobody fucking dies. They're always constantly using resources. What happens 2,000 years from now? What happens 10,000 years from now? What happens 100,000 years from now? They're just using up everything on the island. 
I want to see Pan 2 be set in the far future, same characters, and it's just blasted wasteland. Industrial revolution has come and gone and come and gone and come and gone. No, like, I I want a really dark Pan movie. Because I've read a lot of, like, other, like, books in the, the Peter Pan universe that are really dark. And I, I want a dark Peter Pan movie bad. Where Peter Pan is the antagonist. Oh, they did that in the, the in the show. Uh, Once, uh, Once Upon a Time. time yeah. Peter well, and then they guy. ruined it. Once Upon a Time likes relating every single character. And they're like, oh, well, they're related. We didn't mention that before. Like, the Peter Pan arc was good. But then all of a sudden they're like, yeah, and he's Rumpel's father. And I was like, well, that ruins the entire thing. Well, Speaking of which, I'm calling it Blackbeard is Pan's father. Immaculate conception, my ass. He wasn't immaculately conceived. That's why he can fly. Yeah, he has a little bit of pixie dust inside of him, if you know what I mean. Like, that's why he can fly. Okay, let's think about that deleted scene. Because they said that the fairy prince became a human to help her escape, and that apparently fairies can only be human for one day, and then they die? That didn't happen to Julia Roberts. Oh, (laughs) snap. But she's Tinkerbell and was in... What was it? Not to steal magnolias, so it's okay. Yeah, Tinkerbell's not actually allowed to die, it turns out. I mean, probably according to Disney. Disney's like, yeah, you can't kill Tinkerbell. We sell so much Tinkerbell shit, you cannot kill Tinkerbell. She's like a Disney princess now. Tinkerbell's so. actually got more movies now than Peter Pan, yep. cartoon-wise. Like... Her personality is way different in those movies, too. She's all happy and nice to everybody, and I'm like, do you not understand Tinkerbell's a bitch? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Super angsty and hates Tinkerbell everything. literally leaves all the rest of the fairies. She's just like, nah. Because she has a crush on Peter Pan. Yeah, and then Peter Pan decides that he likes Wendy better than her, and she's like, no, fuck the bitch. She's We're like, gonna oh, hell no. And that's We're gonna shoot her. so much better than every other Peter Pan movie ever made. Except for Finding, Finding Neverland was good. That's kind of different. I never saw Finding Neverland. Oh, shit, that was good. Neverland, Neverland, the sci-fi one is really good, though. Oh, yeah. That I is. like the sci-fi one. Fun Neverland's about, like, the actual writer. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's good. I liked the costume design. As a person who really looks at the, the costume design in movies, Tiger Lily's whole entire lineup was pretty sweet. Yeah. That last outfit of hers was the coolest. Oh, yeah. The headdress was awkward. Yeah, I really liked the headdress. What? I liked it. It reminded me of Star Wars, like Princess Amidala. I don't know. It reminded me of somebody who had collected way too many keychains over their life. Right? <laughs> <laughs> they literally just hung them all from me their head. Me with all my phone charms, Right, though. you with your so phone charms. So that's why I was just like, yeah, You're okay. Like, yeah, I can oh, see yeah, that. Yeah, I get behind this. Why do people do that? <laughs> I don't know. The reason why I liked the headdress was because during that time they were doing so many close-up shots of her face oh, yeah. that it made her kind of have this weird mystique to her. Right, well, and they had to do everything they could to make her seem moderately native because she's a white girl white white i literally leaned over at one point and i was like yeah we can have colored natives but uh they can only be extras not a one of them can have a lie set aside tiger lily being white for a second i did like the concept of this tribe that was multi well because they weren't actually natives of that land they came from earth again you would have these people from different parts of the world that winds up having sort of like this like mindset against the pirates. Mm-hmm. And I, I really kind of like that kind of like fusion idea. Of course, but it doesn't make sense for Tiger Lily to be. Uh, well, and don't call them the natives. Call them, call them the tribals like they do early in the movie. 
Okay. Because if they were natives, then they would have been from Neverland. I did hold my breath on the whole Tiger Lily thing because I was like, well, maybe they explain it. Maybe it's one of those things where, like, oh, her father's this or something like that. And Yeah, no, she doesn't get any character development. She gets to be, you know, the badass action hero of the movie. She does all the fight scenes and everything. And she does But she doesn't get character development. None of them had character development except for Pan. And a little bit of Hook. Or not Hook, uh, Blackbeard. The rest of them is kind of like, well, we're here. Like, even Hook's character development was limited. Can we take a minute to talk about Shmi? He was the most uncomfortable-looking character in that entire movie. I hated his look, but he was so freaking funny. The only thing is is that, like, halfway through the movie, it's just like, we don't need to have Smee. We don't need Smee anymore, so we'll give him one scene at the end where he jumps in a lifeboat. That's all. Yeah, yeah. At the start of the film, like... I'm very, very happy that it quickly, quickly jumps to Neverland. Even the time that it didn't, that it wasn't in Neverland seemed to drag for me. Yeah. It had like 30 minutes of them being in the pirate nun house. I don't think it was that long. I it, think was it was not a half an hour. It felt like that long. Like If they had kept in there and used it for character development to lead up to Neverland, I would have been okay with that. Yeah. Or if stuff that had happened came into play later. Yeah. But it's literally just, oh, yeah, at the very end of the movie, it goes back. Well, and especially once you get to Neverland and the set design is great and the costume design is great, you're comparing that to this drab, boring orphanage from the start. I would have felt worse if it happened like five minutes in. If they literally like jumped into it even faster than they did, I wouldn't have liked it. I feel like the main problem with it was the fact that it's it's supposed to be this dark, dank, dreary ward that's different from Neverland. But then you have these fucking clowns of the the pirate nun. If it would have been dark all- and weird, and then all of a sudden he gets this Neverland. Oh, crap, all this stuff's happening. But they were also trying to make it, oh, well, we got to keep it fun for the kids mm-hmm. with the crazy pirate nuns. They were literally all just the ants from uh, James and the Giant Peach. Yeah. Pirate nuns, they're here to find Jesus in your booty. <laughs> Arg. Arg. <laughs> But once it got to Neverland, like, I dug the transition scene where they're going. Yeah. yeah. If I was six years old, I, my my mind would be bugging out during that scene. Well, yeah, I mean, the, one of the very first things I, you know, really sat and paid attention to was the, the first scene on the ship where it's like, okay, this set design is seamless because, you know, you see the ship and then as it zooms in, you all of a sudden realize that he's now on the set and you don't know where it happened. It was fantastically well-built and fantastically synced up with the computer-generated part. I was astounded by the visuals. Aside from the birds. The birds were even actually graphically impressive. In terms of technical skill, they took a lot to do. They were just... Weird-looking. Yeah. The ones that bothered me were kind of some of the flying scenes where I was just like, I can tell that's not a real person. Now, it wasn't atrocious. It wasn't Matrix Reloaded. Oh, God. You guys got mad at me when I said that same thing today while watching Age of Ultron. (laughs) Dan, you shut your whore mouth. Age of Ultron (laughs) is perfect and beautiful, and nothing you say can take that away from us. Kalina basically told me that earlier. So, when they actually got on the island, we were all terrified for, I'm pretty sure, about five minutes that it was actually a musical. Oh my there god. There was legitimate fear. That was the worst what? part of the movie. Whoa. We weren't ready for this? <laughs> Hold on. Like because they play what a Nirvana song, right? They they start with a Nirvana song and then they move into a Ramon song and both times I was just like 
holy shit. You know, any members that are still alive probably got paid a shitload of money, but if they hadn't been, they would have shit their fucking pants that this PG-rated movie has got. Mm. The worst part about it, though, is that it just didn't make sense. If they were singing, like, some kind of pirate song, I could get on board with that. Um, but they weren't. They were singing, oh, is it Entertain Us? It just it smells like teen spirit. I feel like the screenwriter fell asleep with Moulin Rouge on. Well, let's do modern-day songs in, like, a period setting. And, like I said, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. One of the times when... One of the times when it doesn't is Pan. Yeah, one of the times when it doesn't <laughs> is Pan. I really liked it in A Knight's Tale. Oh, I know. I was just thinking about that. Oh, yeah. They're playing We Will Rock You on the trumpets. It does well on Knight's Tale. And it's purely because of Knight's Tale has that personality of who gives a fuck. Right. This isn't going to be accurate. Yeah. And you don't care if it's accurate. You came here to watch Heath Ledger. True dad. Let me tell you what every girl in my high school was watching that movie for. Horses. <laughs> it was Alan Tudyk. Wash from Firefly? Oh, yeah. It was Alan Tudyk. Oh, yeah. That's who they were after. For sure. Because I went to a mythical high school where people recognized talent for talent's sake and not attractiveness. Oh, hey, Heath Ledger was talented. So anyway, Pan. Uh, yeah, I had some issues I with did. scripting. Well, for instance, the natives go... Oh, yes, and if he doesn't fly in three days, we'll execute all three of you. And then 45 seconds later, Hook talks to Pan and goes, Well, you know, if you can't fly, that's okay, too. He's being sincere for one of the first times in the movie. He's not making a joke or anything like that. He's like, well, you know, you can't fly. That's fine. And uh, and it's like, no, no, it's not. Your whole (laughs) character up to this point in the movie has been not dying, going back to Earth. And then it's like, Oh, yeah, so, you know, they'll execute all three of us if you can't fly, but that's okay. And, like, all his scenes with Tiger Lily. (laughs) Oh, my God, every single scene with Tiger Lily. Because that's the thing, is that every one of his scenes with Tiger Lily causes Tiger Lily to sort of... Giggle? Exactly, to lose that badass image that she's got. There's a right way to do that, but I don't think they did it. No, because every time she walked away from him, she was like... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like there's a there's a right way to have like a love interest for like the badass female character that kind of turns her into you know a more feminine girl and stuff. There's a right way to do that. That's really cute. But the way that they did it, it was just kind of like it was literally just oh yes, he made three jokes to her and now she loves him forever. Guy's dream. I mean, he is really cute. Well, I mean, it's my dream too because all I've got going for me is humor. I got no looks. I got no money. I got nothing. Literally, all I got is jokes. Ladies, get at me. (laughs) Swipe right. (laughs) Hugh Jackman's the name on the poster. What'd you guys think of Blackbeard? He was incredibly theatrical. I wish we could have seen more of him. Like, I I, I mean, the movie's called Pan, and obviously it was focused on Pan, but I really would have liked to have seen more of him. I hate constantly bringing up Hook. But as much as we saw Peter Pan in that movie and his character development, it constantly kept going back to Hook and we saw, you know, more of him. And I really would have liked to seen more of Blackbeard, aside from him, you know, sniffing cocaine and shit. His, you know, thoughts and reactions to Peter Pan's mother and just more vulnerability of him to make him more of a, you know, human character. Well, and it would have been a perfect opportunity to explain the pixie dust thing. Yeah. 
they're very, very well-sown seeds. Yeah. But a lot of them aren't really pulled back. And it might be because it's one of those things of every alley that you go down with that is something that's a lot darker. Well, I kind of wonder if, like, the person that originally wrote the script said, hey, I have this awesome movie. Well, it's like an R-rated pan film. And they were like, well, we'll sell it as PG. That's what it seemed like to me about, about Pan, because you're right. Like, the whole, I mean, the fact that he was addicted to drugs was a big part of that. Um, the whole thing about wa- him wanting to die would have been a really cool alley to, to explore. Because yeah. it was, I mean, it was obvious. They did a good enough job to where I was watching it, and I was like, especially in the scene that when he first meets Pan, that scene where he's handing him the sword, and he just looks at him and the look in his eyes, and he's just like, have you come to kill me? One of the things that I would have liked for them to have delved more in is that whole concept of, I've had every adventure. What's the last great adventure? Yeah. Like I said, that thought goes straight back to Hook. Well, they did have that line. The chief of the tribe, he said, uh, death is the greatest adventure. Yeah. And I also, uh, Blackbeard kept saying bad form, and that kept reminding me of Hook, too. They had a really explicit Hook reference, though, when Blackbeard loses his wig. <laughs> he likes. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. It's the same thing with Dustin Hoffman, like right at the end. That was cool. I think Hugh Jackman did great. And I will tell you this. You know what would be amazing? To see him do that fucking part on, like, stage. Yeah. Like, he is big into the stage acting work, and it is it is one of those parts that, honestly, it's it's supposed to be larger than life. He did, yeah. What, do you, what did you guys think of the kid, though? For a child actor, there was no point where I was just like, God, he's a child actor. Yeah. Um, I'm happy his friend did not follow him. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, Nibs. Was he a pan character? I think he's supposed to be slightly... Which is uh, kind of Peter Pan's right hand. Here's the thing. What I liked about the movie is that it was not a two-hour toy commercial. Ooh, that's a good point. That's fair. That's fair. Except those birds. You know, they've got, well, they've got the, the main characters that you need to drive whatever story the movie had. You've got the birds, but then you don't have, you know, Blackbeard's not using a different gadget every time he shows up. He did have that gun. He had some cool-looking weapons. Her, all the weapons in that movie were actually really cool, like her hatchets and stuff. I see what you're saying, though. There wasn't a point where they, like, just featured that to be like... Right, where they were like, look this. at this, kids. Convince your parents to buy it for you. Right, and so, like, all the ships were, you know, they were different enough you could tell them apart. The big difference was the colors, though. They made right. the ships as, like, colorful and the, as the possible. the beams in the front, what are those called? The masts? No, no masts. he's talking about oh, the... Oh, the, the front. Uh, the spiky things. You guys know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Front of a ship, they have one. Usually they have like a mermaid on it. If there are any pirates listening, please email us. Uh, Prowl, I want to say. It's something. But there's like eight of them on, on his ship and only one on the others. Yeah. It's not like they're going to come out with a full line of pan toys. Like they would, like they will with the new Star Wars movie. You mean like Which they, they have, have with the new <laughs> Star Wars right. movies? You know what, Bill? I guarantee you. We can, we can sell Star Wars shit without even releasing a Star Wars movie. <laughs> They need a lance beater in the movie. Well, let's do an entirely new design, unlike any of the three designs that have showed up in previous movies. They need a little droid in the movie. Well, let's do an entirely new well, design, unlike so it. cute, and then release little RC vehicles that look like the little droid. <laughs> and that's why it sells, people. Exactly. <laughs> need a lightsaber in the movie. Well, let's do an entirely new design. Well, okay, but the the swoop though that they're using was has been in the movies and in, in no, the no, I'm talking about the 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 cross lightsaber. No, no, the the speeder bike. 
it's like a big arc. It's almost like a Harley, like that, but it's a, it's a speeder bike. They um that was like in one of the books that took place between the fifth and sixth movie. But he digitally remastered it and then put it into the first one. So, so there is a is a um, CGI, if you can call that version of the swoop in the first one so it's there in the movies it was in the books and i had a toy of it growing up so then just like force awakens original back in 1994 it really was i knew it was coming the whole time i was like lucas is gonna fuck up for a little bit but then he's gonna sell it it's gonna be awesome we're so bad at staying on track oh my god what what are what movie did we go see star wars okay so pam <laughs> Actually, Star Wars. It's damn well better if it's Star Wars. Like Pants Luke Skywalker. Hook is fucking Han Solo. Riding off in the Millennium Falcon. Oh, coming back was... in to save the day. He really did do that. Oh, how many times did they have to lead into the fact that he was Peter Pan? Because there was like, it's Peter. It's Peter. And then she goes, oh, look, it's the Pan. It's the Pan. And she goes, it's the Peter. It's the Pan. It's the Peter Pan. Like, Okay, seriously. so can you all imagine how long I had to fight? not to laugh every time there was a scene with his mom and she would go my peter <laughs> and I, just, I couldn't i fucking couldn't you know what i'm so angry about myself for i did not fucking think about that the very last scene she was just like my peter and i was like dick dick why haven't i been thinking about dick this entire <laughs> matt, matt. Is that something you struggle with a lot? Why haven't I been thinking about Dick? <laughs> I'm the worst. Oh my god, I almost forgot about Dick for two entire hours. I'm the worst homophobic ever. <laughs> okay, Pam, let's see. Can you guys think of anything that we haven't really, really covered about the main meat of the movie? I was going to say, we've covered every other movie. Actually, um, we have. Yeah, we have. we've covered a lot of other movies and also how they relate to Pan, so, you know. There's not much meat to the movie. So that might be why we're having a hard time here. Oh, I was going to go into a science rant at one point. No. Oh, okay. Well, it's about no, no, flying no, no, no. pirate ships. Because so. this, I absolutely cannot believe I'm going to have this conversation right now. I'm going to go pee okay. while you guys do this. <laughs> I don't care. Bye, Kalina. I'm going to have a scientific discussion with Russell about a fucking flying pirate ship. Oh, good. Continue. <laughs> so, let's imagine that you are flying a plane, which means you're moving in three dimensions, right? You can tilt your nose up and down. You can turn yourself about a about an axis. And you can additionally roll. You have three separate ways to move. And in a plane, you have the yoke, which controls your roll. You have the pedals, which control your left and right. And you also have a wheel off to the side that spins that controls your up and down. That's three separate controls for three separate axes of movement. On a flying pirate ship, apparently, you have one control, this big-ass wheel, and you spin it, and it'll turn you left and right. Or you spin it real hard, and it'll bring you up and down. Or you spin it randomly, and it'll control your roll. What? I think the bringing up and down was supposed to be done by the sails. Yeah, except for the part where they go, oh, we're going down, and Hook goes, whizz, and the ship goes right up. Maybe they hit a crosswind? I don't know. <laughs> it's a pirate ship, man. That was a sound effect, right? Where they were like, and then they were like, whizz, whizz. That, it sounded about that. No, that's the part way later in the movie where he's taking, he goes, 
take the wheel for a minute and just turns around and for no Kalina reason. And for a solid five minutes. Like, like, is he peeing? Is he peeing? Is he, peeing? <laughs> is he taking a pee? <laughs> yeah, he's got a bucket right he? up there. Why like, is he oh, peeing? Oh, wait, hold on, Pan. Don't don't come up here. Let me zip up first. She just turns around and smiles. And she like, turns around peeing. and smiles knowingly like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's the one. The one pirate ship physics part that, that bothered me was the fact that Peter Pan was holding onto the wheel, like tugging against it to make sure the pirate ship stayed with the other one. And then he just left it, and it didn't go away. Right. It just stayed right there while he was debating, should I jump? Should he I also, right, exactly. He also ollie-outied with a hook and just fucking left him, <laughs> like, with for no reason pretty much whatsoever. He's just like, bye, Felicia, and just left him. Also, can we talk about how he turned into Goku once the fairies were yes. released? Or uh, yes. Avatar? I'm seeing the no, last airbender. No, he straight up He's just, he was like, Kamehameha. And all the it was fairies anime flew out. as fuck. He turned into Goku. Like, let me ask you this: You mentioned a sequel earlier. What would you think that they would do with a sequel, and would you want to see a sequel? What I think they'll do with the the sequel is make more kitty bullshit that's terribly scripted, beautiful to look at, and hopefully still not a toy commercial. What I want them to do with the sequel is set it way in the future. Do it very soon and do it, you know, same actors, you know, really drive home the nobody here is aging or dying point and go, these characters are now in situations that they're not prepared for. They're dealing with, you know, the natives are fighting among themselves for limited resources because Neverland isn't very big. It's got a smaller population than Earth but you're still going to burn through what's available a lot quicker. Mad Max, Mad Pan. Exactly. The natives, you know, have a lot more respect for their environment and that sort of thing, but I don't feel like it's sustainable. I don't feel like, you know, they've they've introduced the concept of mining and of these industrial sort of, uh, you know, concepts, and I feel like, that is where you're going to end up with a problem. There's only so many heavy metals. There's only so much this. There's only so much that. And so watching them go, all right, how do we keep this up without exiling people to Earth, you know, as we run out of the, as we run out of the way to support them? That would be an awesome movie. It's not going to happen. It'll never, ever happen. But it's a cool thought. Right. So You could make it fan fiction style. Right. I mean, I could write the fan fiction, which is probably what I'll end up doing. Where Pan was birthed by scientists. No, no. <laughs> I think if they are going to make a sequel, what they're going to do is gonna, they're going to base it like a normal Peter Pan movie. So after Hooks lost his hand, after everything, it's... And it's just going to be another Peter Pan film, him fighting Hook and being like, but we were friends. I want them to do one where they like explain it like they show hook losing his hand because everything i've seen is always like they talk about how he lost his hand every never really go yeah into every pan thing i've ever seen hook goes insane over the tiniest thing it's like you know pan literally learns to fly to save hook and then they do a sequel and they're enemies i want to see hook's descent into madness exactly his losing his hand is the last straw that broke the camel's back i've got the same sentiment i've got the idea of do a trilogy you do the dark sequel you know the empire strikes back of what happened between hook and pan 
and that's it. And then what you can do is you can do it of, you know, we already know that Pan's in World War II. So, all right, how many years does it really have to be to where he meets Wendy and all that? It could be one of those things where it's in a span of like two years. Well, the other way you could look at nobody ages in uh, Neverland is that Neverland is outside of time somehow. Yeah. And so while it's less interesting to me, Pan could be, you know, 10,000 years old by the time he meets Wendy and World War II is still going on. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's fair. You do the dark story of, okay, what happened to break Pan and Hook? And then what you do is the third movie, you have Pan meet Wendy and then you have some kind of basically a redemption story. How do these kids that are fresh faces on the island wind up going, well, you guys were friends once, right? Like, what happened? You have this story where Pan kind of gets to give Hook one last shot. I kind of want it, though, to have been Pan's fault. Yeah. The second movie was him meeting Wendy, that whole thing. You know, they're, Hook and him are already enemies. And in the third movie explains everything that happened so like but in the I second feel like movie, that'd be just a weird it'd be cool it'd be like a prequel kind of deal let's have a dark peter pan where it was his fault all of this was actually pan's fault like peter pan's choice like this happened because he did it wrong russell's got some thoughts going on he's got heavy breathing and everything no i just realized how terrifying it would be um if neverland really was outside of time just every day was the same day over and over again. I read a really dark Peter Pan book that was kind of like that. It's yeah. it's called it's called Alias Hook and it's it's Hook's point of view and essentially it's like he is stuck in this time loop because of Peter Pan and no matter like he can't die. Like he's tried to kill himself several different times. Like his his crew keeps getting replaced. Like they'll die and then just get replaced with more people except for Hook never dies, and he has to live constantly through Peter Pan just kind of pulling him along for amusement and for fun and stuff. He just, you know, is tugging him along to amuse him and stuff, and Hook is stuck in this cycle with this kid, and he, he can't get out. Oh, God. That's terrifying. Yeah, Peter Pan is a playful demigod with the ability to bend time. Yeah. Well, it it's really cool because it, huh. it brings back, um, there's a, a adult woman who shows up in Neverland in the book, and... She can still, because Neverland only opens up to children. Like, the pure-hearted children, Neverland will open up, you know, its secrets and stuff. But they open up to her, even though she's an adult. And you find out that she was a Wendy. And you find out that Peter Pan has gone through yeah, several a Wendy's. Wendy. Yeah, exactly. Really? Oh, yeah. creepy. Yeah. So he's well, constantly, he's well, constantly he's, bringing. He's constantly bringing a Wendy in, but he always gives her a choice. And every single time, because cause he's, I mean, he's lonely. He's not an evil, completely evil thing. He's just, he's lonely. And he, but he's, he's given all the Wendy's, every single one of them, a choice. And every single one of them have, have left him. All right. So, Dan, final thoughts. Um, all right. <laughs> it just, it, there was so much they could have done. Like, the writer probably had a lot of vision of what he wanted in this movie. But the editor said no. To me, it was like, we could make such a great adult film from this, but it needs to be PG, so we can't go there. Sorry, man. I know you wanted it to, but it's done. So I'd have to give it a two out of five. I enjoyed it. Even with his food in his mouth? I'd still smooch him. 
I'd just be like, just stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> just stop talking like a pirate. You see, Dan uses stars. Kalina uses smoochable or not smoochable. That is the question. Yeah. yeah. Yep. That's why she loved X-Men Days of Future Past so much. Everybody was smoochable. At Xavier's School of Witchcraft and Wizardry, we only accept pretty mutants. <laughs> Xavier's School of Prayer and Wizardry. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Prayer and Miracles, rather. Oh, my God. No, you got to tell that now, real fast. <laughs> oh, about the... About your, what, your your friend or, what, some woman? Yeah, some it's just lady? some lady on, on the internet somewhere. Okay. Well, ostensibly uh, lady, ostensibly mother, who was like, well, I love the idea of Harry Potter, but, you know, I don't... Uh, uh, or I love the idea of using Harry Potter and this fantasy world to teach kids stuff, but I don't like the message of Harry Potter. So now I'm going to call it Hogwarts School of Prayer and Miracles. <laughs> <laughs> and it's this, you know, at the time that I found it, it was a 17-chapter Harry Potter fan fiction. It could be longer than that by now. But it's about Harry Potter getting accepted to what's basically a Catholic school, except with you pray for shit just immediately. So just like waving a wand, but you, you pray Hominisante Spiritus Santum Patronum! <laughs> With my prayers. With my prayers. With my prayers. And I just love the concept of you were talking about, you know, imagine being that kid that read that and ha- talking to somebody about Harry Potter and be like, oh yeah, I read Harry Potter. Yeah, I read, I love Harry Potter. And, like, you know, no. his, his adventures at the Hogwarts School of Prayer and Miracles. All right. Your final thoughts, man. Uh, my final thoughts are that tomorrow's my day off, and it's going to be no pants time as soon as you guys leave. Why can't it be while we're here? Are you asking? Dan <laughs> is asking. <laughs> like, uh, I've learned that about Dan. But, anyways, well, I dug it. I liked it. Um, it does. It does have its faulty points. I will say this: don't. I wouldn't suggest seeing as an adult alone in a theater. So, uh, <laughs> also that might be a little creepy. Someone might abandon their child next to you. Don't see it as an adult in a group of four in a theater. Right. Don't see it in a theater unless you have brought a child with you to the theater. Your own child that you legally have acquired. If if you have kids that are like under twelve, take them to fucking see it because it's 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 visually great. It's, it's an it. awesome little adventure. Their brains are too small to understand that it's poor in story and. All right. For the Unkind Rewind, this has been Dan. Kalina. The trouble just. You did it for the And intro. he's just, Russell. Yeah, there you go. And I'm Matt. <laughs> you guys have a good night. Oh, and fuck this movie because there's no Rufio. Rufio. Oh.
We do. We want you talking oh, 100% we completely. We want you talking. Yep. I'm going to talk like Gilbert Gottfried. When I was a young boy, I was, I was only, only nine, nine years old. old. I loved Shrek so much. It's all Logan now. <laughs> it's October 2nd. October 3rd, Matt. On October 3rd, he asked me what day it was. It's October 3rd. <laughs> On the eighth day, God created the Remington bolt-action rifle so man could fight the dinosaurs and the homosexuals. Amen.